0: December. welcome to We Universe, a podcast sixty-five million years in the making. Uh, my name is Steve Guttenberg. Wow, yeah. sixty-five million years. This is
1: this is the peak of human civilization. It's
0: I mean, too- I don't, I don't want to overinflate ourselves, but yes, yes, we are the the okay. pinnacle. All
1: right, pinnacle yeah. of human civilization. Woody Siskowski, you're <laughs> in seat number two. So I guess you are the pinnacle, and I am like. See, your co co pinnacle.
0: These are pretty equal seats, that's, though. They're, yeah, they're, you're right. They're, you're they're right. of equal height, but you know, yeah, I I I would like to think I'm the alpha predator of this of this yeah. dynamic. When you think <laughs> alpha male, you think Woody and Steve. <laughs> that's us. That's yeah. us. We're just,
1: just radiate masculine energy. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> oh my goodness. uh We are uh, the Comprehensive Wii U Podcast. Each and every week, we are playing a different game from the Wii U catalog, and we're playing it. And we are uh, moving evolution forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited because today... We are today... exploring
1: its droppings. We, we we, are... We're diving headfirst <laughs> and learning about the excrement that is Lego Jurassic World.
0: Which, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Harsh. Spoiler yeah, maybe, no. Yeah, maybe harsh. I don't know. But, well, but thematic. thematic. The- thematically. The thematic just, excrement. Just to be
1: clear, yeah. this is a podcast more based on thematic material than actual facts. Yes, uh, <laughs> at least on At least on my end of it. Sure. That's always um, something that stood out to me is if you go get like a dvd and it's rated pg or pg 13 and mm-hmm. on the back they say thematic elements yeah and i always wondered how is that a helpful descriptor to anyone like yeah what you, does that you know mean? what has thematic elements Everything. every every work of fiction ever yeah like, yeah any, any
0: yeah literally anything uh yeah so I, I don't know what to do with that it's like oh kids i'm sorry we can't watch this there are too many themes yeah
1: I'm exactly sorry. if there's one Oof. thing kids hate it's you literary unity they hate the it point. they hate it.
0: they're like ew, motifs again yeah, exactly. they're they're pushing their motifs under their mashed potatoes yeah, yeah exactly. as kids like to do <laughs> uh so we are going to be talking about Lego Jurassic world the first of many lego games we're talking about uh but first i, I have to ask you uh what are you playing lately
1: oh right what, you what are you doing uh, oh man this is your bit you that's right <laughs> it is my bit i i'm glad you remembered <laughs> um i you know it's it's more of an exercise to get us get us in the mojo so we're not jumping. Right into uh Lego Jurassic
0: World. Um, I would like to jump into Mojo World. Can we jump into Mojo World? Yeah, from, from yeah, I, I call Long
1: Shot. Oh, you're, damn it, you're stuck Ugh. as Dazzler. Oh, shit. Yeah,
0: that's okay. Dazzle's yeah, Dazzler's pretty awesome. Dazzler's pretty great.
1: Anyway, um, so too many games, um, all, all sorts of weird dead ends that I've been going on. I thought I would try to play the most difficult game in my collection to play. Oh, like. Not not in terms of challenge, but just in terms of getting it to work. So I was trying to play Corpse Killer for the 32X slash Sega CD. And this is a FMV first-person shooter game, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. No, it's a Menacer game. It uses oh, excuse This is the Sega me. Menacer, the menacer Lika, yeah. which means that you need which a... different C- from the Enforcer. Exactly. Yeah. Which means that you need a CRT TV, mm-hmm. a Sega Genesis, a Sega 32X, a Sega CD, three power bricks, and a Menacer and a uh, Receiver.
0: An extremely high voltage limit in your apartment. Yes. Yeah, so yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Our power bill was higher this month. I guess I know why there now. You you go. Know, too much Sega CD. It's all dumping into um, that 32X. It yeah. unfortunately didn't work, and my uh, menace may or may not be broken. <laughs> I, oh, and you need six six AAA batteries. Oh, of course. So Wait, I spent $12 no. to get AAA batteries. Um, so this the, apparently I am wasting my time. Um, in no, my life. no, But So I gave up on that. Um, And I decided to play the game Dynamite Heady, which is is a great game. And my uh, my call out to you in Listenerville is Dynamite Heady, very good Sega Genesis game. But here's the secret of it. That game, along with some other Sega Genesis games, got made artificially way too hard in the U.S. version. They Mm. essentially got rid of all the continues and um, cut out a bunch of story elements. So what you want to do is you want to find the Japanese ROM for Jap- uh, Dynamite Heady, mm. apply an English-language patch to it, and play that translated Japanese Dynamite Heady. Oh, good and to know. It, yeah, you get more lives, you can actually beat the game, and it is a very. it has a lot of beautiful rotation effects that are very fun. So it's it, a cool, cool treasure game.
0: It just occurred to me that there are two different Sega Genesis games involving removing your head and throwing it. Yeah, that and
1: Decap Attack. Decap
0: Attack. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. one, uh, Chameleon Kid Chameleon, where you get different
1: hats. Well, he yeah. doesn't
0: actually remove his head, but, but you like can, you can. Does Vector Man remove his head? I feel like he can.
1: Yeah. No, he you're right. He just made of balls. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: true. <laughs>
1: What if Vector Man and Balls
0: 3D got in a fight?
1: <laughs> would it would look a little something <laughs> yeah.
0: like this. Uh, I don't know how we
1: dictate that on a podcast.
0: I I played Balls 3D this last weekend. Oh uh, wow! Because I'd never played it before. Sure. And, like, and how yeah, can you not
1: play B A L L Z Balls 3D? A Z? That, that, means that is that it's such ex- a dis- extreme balls. This ain't your daddy's balls.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So like, there's a level. Yeah, where it's, there's a big projection screen in the background that's just, just like a catchphrase generator. Just to be clear to people, Balls 3D is a Super Nintendo fighting
1: yes. game where you just play as these vector characters that are just like a bunch of balls. They just they <laughs> like, just
0: look like a, an assemblage of balls that roughly shape a clown or something. Yeah, it's it's real dumb. But like there's this catchphrase generator. It's so distracting because I'm just reading all these things like, ooh, that must have hurt. Oh, <laughs> get him in the balls. And it's literally every second. It's, it's oh, turning wow. a new one. I just kept thinking of the catchphrase verse from Pop Star, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, that's a good movie. That's so good. Um, so you've been playing Balls 3D mostly. mostly just balls days 3D. and days of Balls 3D. Uh, let me tell you, I'm the Balls Master at this yeah. point. King um, of the Balls. No, I'm not terribly exciting on my end. I'm still working my way through Metal Gear Solid 5, which is such a beefy, beefy game, and I'm. But you know what?
1: It's better than Balls 3D.
0: It's better they than they, Balls they, 3D. They put that
1: right on the box art.
0: Although I, I do worry that I've. Gotten myself into a corner. So some light spoilers for Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, because I'm I'm a decent way into yeah, it. I'm but like, also
1: don't worry about it because the game doesn't make any
0: sense. It doesn't make <laughs> so. sense. I'm I'm in chapter twenty nine, and uh your mission is to you just crash a helicopter, you have to defeat these four like super badass super soldiers mm-hmm. while protecting this old man. Sure. Um and the game's very open ended in the way you're allowed to approach it. You can develop your own weapons and do all this, but you need to have developed some pretty damn powerful weapons before you get to this point. So if you yeah, I mean you've been... you don't
1: you don't develop the title of super soldier without without some good weapons.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So if you've been a little lax on developing like really powerful sniper rifles like I have.
1: Well, because you just get by, you just do the classic style, you get that Trank gun. I try and you just mow your way through. I trank and, and extract. Not That's... not that effective against genetically engineered super
0: soldiers. No. So like the The sniper rifle I have, like you need the sniper rifle to take out their armor and then you can start inflicting some damage on them. But the sniper rifle I have isn't powerful enough. And I also Mm. can't like quit the mission and develop more powerful weapons because all my facilities are locked down because all my guys have this virus.
1: So like the longer
0: I'm not beating this mission... The harder the game's gonna be. Like, my base oh, is getting weird. a lower and lower ranking because all my guys are dying. Whoa. And I'm in this weird kind of pickle where I just need to keep, I just need to get lucky. I it basically is what it is. I just need to keep plowing through these guys until I get past it. So, you've been up all night to get lucky. Up all night to get lucky. Yeah. Up all night to get lucky. Yes, so I've been doing that. I've also been playing a lot of Bond games for our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ultra64pod, <laughs> where we are playing all of the James Bond games. Well done. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's about it. I'm getting I'm getting excited to start playing other things. Yeah, I, I like Metal there Gear Solid point, Five a lot.
1: You, usually around hour forty of a game, where you're like, oh, okay, is this <laughs> it's like, ready to
0: be done here? <laughs> I'm I'm moving. You know, I'm really enjoying it, but it's also like, come on, let's 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 move along. Yeah. Right? Um, So that's what I'm playing lately. Yeah. I don't know. Let's
1: see. What we we played the most lately was uh, Lego Jurassic World. Easily the the, most. For the Wii U. We played it, I don't know,
0: 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah. He looked at his uh, uh, very expensive Rolex watch. (laughs) Yeah, uh, exactly. Really huge watch. Uh, Yeah, Lego Jurassic World. This is the first of several Lego games we're going to be talking about. And I'm mostly excited about this. Not so much because of the Legos, because we're going to be, like I said, we're going to be coming back to this well many times. I'm excited because this is the first and only time on this podcast we get to talk about Jurassic Park. Now, and little nine-year-old me is just exploding because this is.
1: Now well, I'm not familiar. This is yeah. this is a park somewhere like that mm-hmm. was in Colorado where you yeah. grew up. This was a local thing. I mean, I've, I've never heard of this. I
0: mean, this is a bit, but like you're not even wrong because my there was a dinosaur <laughs> museum in my hometown in Colorado. <laughs> there are dinosaur fossils everywhere um yeah jurassic park a huge huge deal for me like i think i was the exact perfect age for the jurassic park movies i, I would have been
1: triozoic yeah that was, that was the age that you were <laughs> i was <laughs> uh
0: yeah i was like nine years old when this movie came out which like come on this is a this is a movie like ideal for like nine year olds sure. and uh, do you ever think about the difference between that
1: Dinosaurs, like the amount of space that dinosaurs occupy in the brains of like boys from I don't know, like five to eleven, yeah, versus the amount of space that dinosaurs occupy in boys every other age.
0: So do you 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 don't still like have a whole reserve in your brain for dinosaur facts? Only those that involve Dennis Hopper. Oh, okay, um, sure, yeah, King yeah. of the Dinosaurs, King of the Dinosaurs, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But no, it's just odd. It, it 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 falls under like things that I think. Got sort of an unnatural level of uh, attention when I was growing up, yeah. uh, which was um, Native American longhouses. Okay, not that they're not important, but yeah. like it would seem like every year we're like, now we get to the section on Native American longhouses.
0: That yeah. was in your school. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. Salmon so. spawning runs. Um, Again, I did not grow up in uh, anywhere <laughs> near salmon, <laughs> sure. so that's new to me. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and then like other
1: things that just kids think of, like dinosaurs and quicksand Again, i mean i'm stealing that from john mulaney but it is it is quicksand true. is not a thing
0: we need to worry about yeah as it
1: is true but it definitely like those feel like very big like exciting things when you are that age and then eventually maybe that's the sign that you enter adulthood is dinosaurs no longer take up 60 percent of
0: your brain now did you get less interested in dinosaurs when you found out they were basically just birds or like more uh, like because i keep seeing like I new think... artist renderings of like they They think that dinosaurs actually had feathers, I think less I think kind of less I think right? they look
1: they just look weird. I think like I'm I appreciate if... the science, but it like pulls out the majesty, you know. It...
0: I, I'm I'm almost wondering if I was more of a kaiju fan than a dinosaur fan, really, oh, at heart. Sure, like, I'm wondering sure. if I just liked the idea of giant, scary lizard monsters.
1: I mean, yeah, well, yeah, because that's what a dinosaur is. It's the closest to, like, a kaiju that actually existed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you count the blue whale, which is the which fiercest you, wait, of kaiju. <laughs>
1: yeah, wait, that, that, that was the... Thr- even Toho Studios could not, <laughs> uh, could not sell that one of, like, this monster's a giant whale. Well, what happens when he gets on land? Oh, he just kind of flops, flops around. around a little bit anyone right next to the beach is in big trouble i'm just saying
0: <laughs> godzilla could ride that thing into the city like a steed okay well that
1: would be pretty that'd cool. be great <laughs> yeah. that'd be great
0: uh, godzilla versus free
1: godzilla and free willy
0: versus kong yes <laughs> that's what i want that's yeah. the, that's the franchise of the future right yeah. there now you kind of dropped a bombshell on me when we started playing this game in that uh You've only seen the first Jurassic Park, yeah, only like twice, yeah. and you're just kind of meh about it, correct? And um, I just wanted to take this time in the podcast to formally ask you to leave.
1: Oh um, man, this is gonna be a
0: sad, how solitary dare podcast. you. This is uh, Steve Gutley just <laughs> gushing about
1: Jurassic Park with and, no one, and, to and
0: then talk this about. one part, yeah. the guy, uh, the dinosaur goes like and spits in his face, and it's awesome, yeah, 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 it so is. I, I
1: well, yeah, I'm here to to counteract that, I guess. My take, which I, you know, I will be the first to admit is just an unnecessarily uh, like salt or what's the con- contrarian take. Sure. Is that Jurassic Park is essentially just like a default movie. Like I want my movies to be at least as good, if not better than Jurassic Park for them to like be like, yeah, that was good. Thumbs up. And it's the same way I feel about Halo games mm. when like I play a first person shooter. I want it to be at least as good as Halo is not better which is i admit totally unfair but they're like they set the baseline of like this is how movies should be and it almost feels generic to me in like oh. how competent the whole thing is no that, like, see. i, I just I've, don't get there's just not a lot of personality that seeps through
0: i don't oh man yeah. i don't i don't know what i think you i think they gave you carnosaur or something by mistake <laughs> oh, i yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that must have been it i don't know i yeah. i'm kind of more of the opinion that the Jura- the first jurassic park is Pretty damn close to a perfect sure, movie, sure. and I think if if Jurassic Park were the baseline, then we'd have a pretty oh, fucking unbelievable Wild Wild West never would have happened. With <laughs> yeah. Jurassic Park, were the baseline sure. of what makes a good movie. Like, yeah, we'd, yeah, I I think it's it's a it's a genuine masterpiece. It's a top three Spielberg for me uh, just to
1: be clear Steve and I have an ongoing ar- argument that uh, about Wild, Wild West <laughs> yeah. being terrible which he believes that it is and I am contrary
0: into that and I don't Even understand he is how al- I'm he losing is also this
1: factually correct I'm losing
0: this, this battle yeah. because you got everyone else we on your sugge- side Yeah, we have suggested it to our friends and we're like yeah that was kind of fun you know it what was- the problem was you brought Will Smith in to do a live concert in it, Rosie's backyard That's yeah, true and it's how true. am I going to compete, you with, compete that? with that you you, you he need and bring, I aren't speaking.
1: You need to bring in Jeff Goldblum to do a jazz piano concert. Oh, <laughs> that'll there? do it. Yeah. That'll do it. He's I having a it.
0: he's having a daddy moment right yeah. now, I guess. Uh, which I don't but know. But we'll
1: one one thing that um I want to throw this way back to many many years ago, not sixty five million years ago, but like just a couple years ago, we played uh, Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, yeah, Nintendo sixty four. And you made a comment that Indiana Jones, may be the franchise or piece of media that has sort of been the longest running that's based on like or had the the most up and down quality based on sort of the thinnest initial levels of quality. Sure. Like there's two great Indiana Jones movies and then a bunch of much less good stuff. Right. And I might counter that with Jurassic Park. Because I'll, uh, I'll that's a happily fair. agree with you that the first Jurassic Park very good movie. Yeah. Perfectly pleasant watch. Um, but then, like, there's really no other movie in the franchise that's great. Um, no. Or it, even it's,
0: good. It's really <laughs> true. Like, the the ranking, I think the... The
1: video game's also very questionable. Indiana Jones has some pretty solid games. I don't know if there's any great Jurassic Park games.
0: I would, yeah, I, I don't, I can't really point to one. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I think, I, I, I will agree with that. As a hardcore Jurassic Park, Park fan... Yet. A parkour Jurassic. A parkour, park fan. yeah, <laughs> a park boy, <laughs> um, yeah, like uh, it. It dips off significantly. The The Lost World was the second movie. It came in nineteen ninety seven. Uh really bizarre movie. Well, first, let me give you a little history sure. on on Jurassic sure. Park, just because I want it. Um. So the the, no, it was, the novel was written in 1993. Um, back then, it was known as Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> it was written by a, by a small-town principal yeah. named Seymour no. Uh, Skinner. No, the book came out in 1990. Mm. It was written by Michael Crichton, and it went on to be one of the best-selling books of the decade. There was this huge bidding war for the rights to the movie. Uh, Tim Burton wanted it. Richard mm. Donner wanted it. Joe Dante wanted it. But Steven Spielberg won out. And uh, that was released in the summer of 1993, where it went on to become the highest grossing movie of all time, which was a record that it held until Titanic. Uh, So it's kind of interesting to look at that because the box office records, the number one all time movie was Mm E.T. until Jurassic Park. So both Spielberg's. And then it was Titanic until Avatar. So both Cameron's. So, uh, so I don't. Know. I just
1: watched, sorry, we're just getting off track all the time because I'm no, not that interested it. in talking about Jurassic Park. But oh. Um, oh. I just watched Titanic for the first time a couple months ago. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, and I was actually kind of bummed that Titanic is no longer the highest grossing movie of all time because you watch that movie and you're like, yeah, this feels like it should be the highest grossing movie of all time because it, it's like. It's epic. It's epic. It's seeped in such universal themes. Yeah. Like I'm kind of just sad that like all of these huge movies kind of feel like nerd movies you know what i mean like titanic feels like this is designed to appeal to women yeah and like just like a wide swath of people whereas like avatar and the avengers you're like who put all who give dorks all these all this money yeah i don't know yeah
0: i mean well avengers feels like i mean it's the fourth movie in the avengers so it feels a little less satisfying than if it were like an original property and then avatar is an original property it's just not very good sure and so (laughs) like and Titanic is a movie that uh, has aged surprisingly yep. well. Like, it's it's a, it's still a good movie. It still like, looks
1: very good. And speaking of things that still look very good, uh, I saw Jurassic Park for, you know, the second time, just yeah. a couple years ago, after seeing it the first time when I was a kid. It still looks very good. It, like, it the dinosaurs incredible. look really good.
0: Spielberg was kind of on to something before everybody else was, right. which is that, yeah, use CGI, but only use it to enhance your physical model so your actors have something to react to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know instead of just like a tennis ball on a stick yeah uh it, it's gonna create it's
1: <laughs> known as, as the george lucas method exactly it's a tennis ball on a stick <laughs> all
0: right all right so you're just gonna look at this weird lizard monster that's sitting on top of another yes. man's head you know yeah. like it, it's all weird and creepy but like spielberg kind of cracked it and yeah it, it was it, it still looks ahead of its time like yeah almost 30 years later it, it still looks incredible it looks better than any of the sequels <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I don't know how that happened um, but yeah so the first movie came out and the year of 1993 was basically just Jurassic Park the year, year <laughs> for me yeah. like because uh, I I remember reading a preview of that movie in like some magazine early in the year before it came out and just being so stoked sure I read the book was obsessed with it <laughs> I was like day one for the movie the movie smashed all my expectations it was so much better than i could have dreamed and then the rest of the summer was just dinosaur facts dinosaur (laughs) facts Uh, uh, i collected every action figure i had a little tiger electronic game Mm -hmm. like
1: you 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 pulled dna from mosquitoes and amber all the time time. like
0: my mom was starting to get worried about all the animals i was extracting blood from so i could like blend it with dinosaur (laughs) blood Yeah, so that whole year I was just straight up obsessed, uh, and it hasn't gotten too much uh, better, to be honest. But sure, uh, but all the movies have gotten progressively worse, yeah. so it's it's made it easier. The Lost World was the first sequel that came out in nineteen ninety seven, and that was a really weird thing because like they they convinced Michael Crichton to write a second book uh, that he didn't want to write, right? And it, the second book was based on the movie. Oh, and strange. not the original okay. book, so it's like, like
1: the weird thing with uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, where there's like a separate book that Arthur C. Clarke wrote that's like the sequel to the movie. Yeah, and then there's a book that's like just a sequel to the book.
0: Right. Like, yeah, it's a really strange way to go about it. It's I, well, I understand. It's what
1: happens when like the movie dwarfs, you know, the original source material. Same I, thing happened with The Shining.
0: I imagine the same thing's going to happen if we ever get another Game of Thrones book. I imagine mm, it's going to yeah. be responding more to the show and people's attitudes about that. But yeah, so like in the original book, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character, Ian Malcolm, died. Okay. And uh, But because the character and Jeff Goldblum, and he was supposed to die in the movie too, but they liked Goldblum so much and sure. like the weird shit that he's doing in that movie yeah. that they decided they want to keep him around and then they made him the lead of the second one. Mm, okay. Which Goldblum doesn't play the lead in stuff much because no. he's just kind of he's odd. He's a good he's he's a good like well, it's the kind of character. mistake
1: to be like you know this character was fun and the side and everyone liked him so much now you're gonna get a full dose of him
0: yeah and it's just
1: like you can't have the oddball be the lead usually that doesn't work out as
0: and well and that movie it, it's such a sloppy 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 script and it ends with the, like the, the this Godzilla thing like it it's a pretty bad movie there's
1: also just the weird. Anytime a thing exists because people are like, hey, this first thing was really successful, let's make another one. Yeah. As opposed to, I have some creative drive to want to do, want to continue this story. Like Jurassic Park is not a movie that you're like, this needs a sequel no if anything like it doesn't need a sequel because it intrinsically doesn't make sense
0: to keep going the, back to keep going because like, it's like it's like revenge of the nerds the too time. they got revenge the first time yeah, why exactly. are they going back and they they weren't nerds by the end of that movie anymore they were the cool guys <laughs> it's the exact same situation Yeah, <laughs> it's a real it's a real it, revenge of the nerds too sure the lost world that is
1: a movie i have chosen to avoid good call yeah
0: uh, so then we got our next <laughs> sequel in 2001, Jurassic Park Three. Uh this Poor one was directed by Spock. <laughs> <laughs> this one was directed by Joe Johnson, and it's it's a crisp 90 minutes, uh pretty mediocre movie overall, but it's it's fun, it's propulsive, it's mm-hmm. got some good set pieces. They bring tyrannosaurs into the equation for the sure. first time. And you got William H. Macy throwing flares. It's pretty delightful. fun. Sure. Um and then
1: it lays dormant. It not, lays dormant, not, not for unlike long... the the amber on which <laughs> these dinosaurs are encased.
0: And they kicked around some ideas during this time for a sequel. And the most infamous one was a script uh, that was going to be written by John Sales of oh, all people. Sure. And that one was going to involve human dinosaur genetic hybrids that have guns for arms Okay. And are sent on combat missions. I mean, this sounds like a great movie. I'm glad they didn't
1: make it as part of Jurassic Park. I want to see this
0: as a different thing. Yeah, this you, is the Turok movie, right? Or the, uh, what's that shitty Velociraptor game? we Or oh, the, the no. dinos, for oh, dinos for Hire. Oh, Dinos for Hire. Yeah, it could be that. It could or be a that. gritty
1: reboot of We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Or Denver, The Last Dinosaur. That sure. was another one. yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, so but the, the land before time and but after machine gun arms,
0: <laughs> the land before time, but after the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess you
1: could just call it the land after
0: time. Actually, that's, Ooh, that's, that's pretty that's, good. That's punchier. Yeah. That's definitely punchier. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, it, it lay completely dormant until about two thousand. 15, and that is when we got <laughs> and then
1: someone went into the back room and said hey we have this giant pile of money sitting back
0: here why don't we do something with this yeah yeah we got we got the license to print money with dinosaur <laughs> symbols on it uh so yeah with 2015 we got jurassic world uh directed by colin trevorrow and this starring chris pratt who is definitely having a big moment at this time uh fresh off of guardians of the galaxy Kind of being minted as like the next big movie star, we would get over this pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, him calling Trevor Noah the next big, fi- you know, blockbuster director, Chris Pratt the next big movie star, and then we both kind
0: of like, yeah, we've, we've we've kind of we're good on those guys. We've kind of collectively agreed to move on yeah. on, on them. Um, and yeah, Jurassic World uh, was a massive, massive smash hit. It was on track to be the best selling movie of that year until The Force Awakens came out in December sure. and kind of blew up its spot, but. Uh, it still made more than a billion dollars. It's the sixth highest-grossing movie of all time, and which is it was which is kind, kind of surprising.
1: Which is very surprising. Like you know, for you, you, the the cultural impact of the first Jurassic Park has, you never hear anyone talk about Jurassic World as like this is one of my like people still talk about the Force Awakens and debate yeah. its relative merits and or lack thereof. Um, But, like, no one's like, what's the best Jurassic Park movie? Like, let's rank them all because, like, everyone just knows that it's just Jurassic Park. It's the first
0: one and then, like, 50 Spaces and then Jurassic Park 3. (laughs) And then it just goes from there. I I think the world movies are pretty terrible. Um, It's just... There's no real sense of wonder anymore. Uh, And I think that's the big thing that the first one nails and then none of the rest have been able to capture.
1: I always just think it's weird when we when I'm bored and read the uh, top. It's weird when I'm bored. But when I read the top closing Wikipedia pages of like, what are the movies that have made the most money? And there's a couple on there where you're like, has anyone I've never even talked to one person about this movie, but apparently everyone's seen it like the fourth Pirates movie and you're like, i i've
0: never seen it yeah i was thinking the same thing and and I'm like, like let's be clear uh, you have seen a lot of movies the tim burton like, alice in wonderland yeah. is one of the 10 best-selling movies of all time <laughs> and who who remembers anything about that movie yeah like it's very it was, odd yeah yeah it's so strange it's one of those things that just makes you feel like you know no the children are wrong <laughs> um, but um yes yeah, so jurassic world really didn't connect with me uh I watched it again for the first time uh, since I saw it in theaters to get ready for this podcast. Thankfully, and they, I didn't. I didn't get pulled in. I didn't pull thing. you in on that. Uh,
1: but hopefully, this will be an Ultra Sixty Four tradition that is dropped as having to watch <laughs> movies based on games
0: because there are a lot. There are a yeah. lot for this. Yeah, uh, I'm probably going to keep doing sure. it because I'm a masochist. But um, I I didn't like it any better the second time yeah. around. Like the whole concept of kind of training raptors is dumb to me he's he's got like raptors that he hunts with it's like it's really stupid but
1: again i think that the problem is like that idea is dumb but it could be fun in a movie that knows that it's dumb and i feel like jurassic park set up a pedigree of like hey this is fun but it's also we're taking it seriously and this is kind of a prestigey movie yeah it's not like a b movie so like a lot of these other goofier themes don't work in it
0: right right yeah they they it's it's taking it very seriously and like it's just not really fun. And it's got like kind it's of this general- weird meme streak to it. Like there's a scene where this one character, like this female character, who's supposed to be kind of babysitting the two kids in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't really get a lot to do. She's coded as maybe being a little like uh vapid. Cause she's always got her phone open or whatever, Sure, but not a bad person or a villain. And she gets one of the most grisly deaths in the entire mm-hmm. series. She gets picked up by a, T- uh, tyrannosaurus uh, or not trans uh, uh, the flying one Pterod- Pter- pterodactyl, pterodactyl yep. picks up by a pterodactyl it pecks at her a couple of them fight over her in the air they bring it over into the water they drop her into the water and then she gets pulled out by another t- uh, pterodon and while she's in the air this gigantic crocodile comes out and eats all of them wow and i'm like this is like a five minute scene of this innocent young woman dying getting, like ripped it
1: we're ripped to shreds.
0: And it feels like the movie wants us to think like, oh, this is so funny and I'm just like she she does not deserve this outsized torture. I don't know. I think
1: that's actually I just I just have this general theory that I just hit on right now, which is that it's much easier to sequelize things that are sort of initially schlock and trashy yeah um because then the sequels fit much better which is probably why so many horror franchises just keep going and going yeah but things that sort of start out kind of prestigey are harder because your stories just intrinsically have to get sillier yeah and like they don't fit the tone that was initially established by the first one.
0: No, no. And and you're, you're just kind of trying to like up the stakes and, and that's why he's just become kind of goofy, bland action movies. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then the the final Jurassic Park film came out in 2018. It's called, sorry now we okay I accidentally paused it okay uh, but, but yes okay
1: so uh yeah the last my... one was
0: Fallen Kingdom and what were we saying yeah.
1: oh I was saying it's not at, it's the most recent most one, recent because there's gonna be another one of course yeah oh yeah the Fallen Kingdom not good made a lot of money
0: not good made a lot of money um yeah one of the dumbest movies I've seen in recent years kind of one of those like wow I didn't think they still made movies this bad <laughs> um, Sure kind of films. But the next one is going to be called Jurassic World Dominion. It's coming out in 2022. The kingdom rises
1: again. I <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess. Kingdom re-rises. They should just call it Requiem because yeah. that's what you call franchises that have died. Um and yeah, it's going to have the original cast coming back, which is, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um I hope Sam Neill brings some of his sheep and goats from his <laughs> farm in New Zealand and Yeah. Uh yeah. So Jurassic Park, of course, had some games about it, of yeah, course, I, because I imagine. any any we, uh, I mean, franchise one of them. this big is going to be pretty huge. Uh, so the first crop of games were for the NES, SNES, and Game Gear and Master System, and those were done by Ocean. They're kind of top-down shooters. Yeah, um, I
1: think I played it very briefly.
0: Kind of odd. Yeah, not more frustrating than fun. Yes. Uh, the Genesis versions are that was, far better. That was uh,
1: Ocean's tagline in that yeah. time. Ocean Games, more frustrating than fun. <laughs> <I think it's... laughs>
0: ride the ocean
1: uh yeah the genesis... you want to play as robocop well he
0: dies really easily just like in the movies where he dies to three bullets <laughs> the whole point of robocop yeah. is that he's easy to kill yeah, exactly. yes of course uh yeah so the genesis versions are remembered a little better because okay. they're side-scrolling platformers and they let you play as either alan grant or a velociraptor oh that's fun. and it kind of changes the game pretty dramatically the velociraptor is a really fun way to play it Uh, That game got its own sequel uh, a year later called Rampage Edition. The Sega CD version was a point and click adventure game, uh, and the arcades got an on rail shooter in 1994. And then, of course, The Lost World got its own game tie-ins that virtually no one remembers. (laughs) Um, The producers went in hard on two failed Tiger consoles. So there are Lost Uh, World games for the R-Zone and the Game.com. Got it. And I have the Game.com copy here, and it's terrible. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. I might make you try that a little later. Wait, you have a Game.com? I have a Game.com. I've told you this. Oh, I don't remember this. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm going to bust that out after this. Yeah, you got to check it out. Um, PC players got Chaos Island, The Lost World, which was a Command and Conquer uh, clone set on the island. Weird. And uh, Jurassic Park Trespasser, which was a first-person shooter. Uh, it was a critical and commercial flop at the time, but it's one of those games that's weirdly uh, maintained a pretty strong fan community. Okay. And they've basically modded it and fixed it over the years. And well, I think some people are still playing that. Neat. It is uh, always weird to, get, to just realize how many games out there have communities that still keep going strong. And it's the, like, uh, uh, what? what was the game? Revolt. Re- Revolt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Revolt. Uh, and then in 1999, EA and DreamWorks released Warpath for the PS1, which is a dinosaur fighting game, but oh. everyone, everyone remembered Primal, Rage. Primal
1: Rage and how it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> just, they, they had had their fill, be it Primal Rage or Brutal Paws of Fury. Yeah, exactly. It's... Those are
0: the two best. Yeah. And then surprisingly, there are a ton of games based on Jurassic Park three, but I wasn't really familiar with any of them until now. Oh. Uh, there were some kid games for the PC. There was a Game Boy Advance adaptation of the movie. And then there were three GBA games from Konami that were all dramatically different. We had DNA Factor, which is a puzzle game. Island Attack, which is an adventure game. And then the Theme Park Sim Park Builder, wow. which segued into 2003 when we had Operation Genesis for the Xbox, which is generally viewed as one of the best games in the the series uh and also one of the hardest to find oh interesting and it's it's a it's a park simulator again but it's oh, full 3d graphics and weird. you just it's okay. like a railroad tycoon for jurassic park yeah which is which is a good idea yeah and then uh, so we've had several other arcade games telltale did a uh one of their versions of jurassic There's park one a at years the local ago.
1: arcade here where you you sit in the little cart cartridge and it like mimics the jeep and yeah. you have this sort of big uh two-handed gun that you fire
0: always fun yeah, yeah those are those, those uh, are jurassic fun. park on rails games are still going to this day mm-hmm. and uh nothing really on jurassic world outside of this and a few like vr games oh, uh, sure. or like or like mobile games there's when a, a
1: po- vr game seems like it would be a good fit
0: there's a jurassic world spin on pokemon go that i'd never heard of until researching this so sure. if you want to catch dinosaurs instead of like bulbasaurs <laughs> then i guess that's the way to go yeah yeah i mean that's your one of your few options All right, let's finally talk about this game 32 minutes into the podcast. Sure, yeah, why not? Lego Jurassic World was released...
1: We we can probably skip, like, talking about the history of
0: Lego. Oh, yeah, we're good there. We're good there. Uh, This was released June 12, 2015, developed by TT Fusion and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. And this was also released on Mac, Windows, 3DS, PS3, PS4, PS Vita, Switch, Xbox 360, (laughs) Xbox One, Android, and iOS. Okay. So, yeah, you cannot swing a dead cow without hitting a couple of Lego games. Yep. Um, Traveler's Tales. TT Fusion is a branch of Traveler's Tales, and that's the studio that has overseen the Lego franchise since uh, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, sorry for the dog interruption. Yes, we were talking about Traveler's Tales. and That's uh, like,
1: that's the fox with the bindle, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It's a fox with the bindle. Is he a fox? I guess he is. He's totally a fox. What else would he be? I guess I thought he was just like some little woodland sprite or something. He didn't look fully like a thing that exists. In no, life. okay. No, I no. guess I just I just made an assumption that he was a fox. I uh, mean, maybe he's like a distant relative of the Titus Fox or something. Yeah, or, that, yeah, mm, I,
1: that yeah that's what yeah. I always thought. But maybe yeah. I just assumed because I was so used to that Titus Fox.
0: Um, so, yeah, they are best known for doing the Lego games. Uh, before that, they did a lot of adaptations of movies, a few of which we played, uh, like Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Finding hmm. Nemo, and, of course, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ooh, that is that is not a good
1: game. The games that you named before that are all actually all pretty, pretty good games. Um, oh, pretty fun. But I mean, I think that basically tells you what, like, Traveler's Tale is a very good fit for this type of game because it's like, they know how to make competent movie games yeah. and i feel like that's what these lego games like the L- lego games are very much like you know what you're getting into when you get one of these yeah. they've definitely hit a formula and they're definitely going to stick to that formula and they're going to do an okay job of it definitely <laughs> right?
0: yeah i mean uh so the the first lego game was lego star wars it came mm-hmm. out in 2005 and it was uh, a surprise hit. It was yeah. like the one of the 10 best-selling games of its year, which no one really saw coming. I, for one, thought it was an April Fool's joke when I first heard of that sure, game because sure. it came out in EGM around April and it looked crazy. And
1: I mean, and that would have been sort of the first time of the
0: sort of Lego media empire. That like, was when they, because they were resolutely not, allowing corporate tie-ins for years. Like, it was a point of pride yeah. until uh, Phantom Menace came out, and then mm-hmm. they did this partnership with Star Wars. And
1: those were hugely successful.
0: Absolutely, and it's segued now to everything. Like, Which everything is kind is of a bummer.
1: Like, I like the, un- the 90s unbranded Legos a little more. The um, knights
0: and castles. Yeah, and- to
1: me, it's just, you sort of get that freedom of creativity, and it, I don't have a problem with branded Legos in general, but it's sad that that's kind of your only choices. Right. It's either... Branded Legos or, like, town Legos. Oh, yeah. And I I don't care for just
0: town Legos. No, I get it. (laughs) I'm going to build the post office. Yeah, why not? Oh, look. (laughs) Oh,
1: here comes the bus.
0: (laughs) I'm having so much fun with this fire hydrant. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, oh, giddy! Be still, my heart. That's Ooh, our... I better stop by the hat store and buy some hats for my Lego men. And... We we are. D- I don't know who these Lego characters are who get very excited about this town, but I love it. These and are I apparently see the only characters
1: that we can play. Is foppish monocle bearing bearers? Oh dear! <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh dear! I do need another three by four brick, please, my good man.
1: <laughs> so yeah, the point the point is um, by this time the Lego video game brand had, like, run strong and had been pretty established. So Absolutely. When this and game, this was
0: probably around the peak.
1: Yeah, when this game came out, you knew what you were getting into.
0: Definitely, yeah. It, it had been established. You know, each game, it's not about mixing up the formula. It's just about little iterative improvements. Well, uh, and like,
1: mo- most importantly, it's about, like, the skin that you put on it. Exactly. Like, you really... It's just like these are all basically the same game. It's just are you excited about Jurassic Park Easter eggs? Are you excited about Harry Potter Easter eggs? Are you got yeah. it started about Star Wars Easter eggs? And they really reward people who know a lot
0: about the franchise. Definitely. Um, it, it's, they, they basically take like a humorous, cartoonified, uh, Cliff's Notes version yeah. of the property itself. This game spans all four movies uh, that existed at the time. Mm-hmm. So we get the original trilogy and world. And each world has about five chapters each. Uh, and so they're a pretty lengthy game. Everything's joined by a hub world. Um, I
1: almost feel like it was a mistake. I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, this, the movie was a huge success. So maybe it wasn't a mistake. But it seems weird that they call this game Jurassic World. Because, yeah. Because, like, it's not clear that you're going to get to play through the original movie, the thing that people have much more affection for. That's But I guess the they didn't know at the time.
0: And I guess, you know, like I said, the Jurassic World was a big hit, yeah. I imagine, for... Uh, Kids who were nine years old when that movie came out—that is like yeah, their a good world point. for the year. You yeah. know, like that—that that could be. I could see it happening. That's a good point. But uh, going back to play through the original trilogy is kind of the more fun part for me to play. Right. Uh, I've talked about this on the show before, but I do play these Lego games pretty much every time they come out. Yeah, they're incredibly soothing. Uh, I, I put them on while, and I, I play them while I have like podcasts running in the background or like. Yeah, I mean, well, let's talk about
1: the gameplay here because it pretty much holds true to most of these Lego, branded Lego games, is, like, these are really... I'm generally not a proponent of, like, I'm going to play a game while I do something else because, to me, like, I want to try and focus on one piece of media at a time to try and get as much out of it as I can, and I figure if it's not going to hold my interest by itself, it's not worth doing, but these are definitely designed to just, like, kind of go on in the background. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're not going to miss much. Like, no, no.
0: Um, so you the, can turn the music off. You can... Yeah, yeah. you don't... And you're not going to die. You no, know, well, yeah.
1: that that was sort of the big breakthrough of these games, is A, you you can't die. Yeah. Like, if your character, you know, takes four damage, loses four hearts, you just kind of blow up into a bunch of Lego pieces and immediately reassemble, minus a few of your thousands of thousands of bricks. Sure. And... um yeah you can't die and they're all co-op which i feel like is another big selling point of like this is a game that anyone can play Uh, your skill level doesn't matter you can play and i feel like that goes a long way with co-op
0: yeah of like
1: this is something if you were if you wanted to play with your kid if you wanted to if you're a kid you wanted to play with your parent yeah like if you want to play with your boyfriend who doesn't know what the hell's going on like all of that it's totally it's totally works and like you you just, like, have enough of, oh, you like Star Wars? You like Legos? Like, check this out. And I think that's great.
0: Yeah, I uh, think there there are a lot of little Easter eggs. Here. Like you said, like, uh, the, the jokes and the gags going on in the background are really going to reward uh, dedicated fans. Right. You know, like, this game finds fun little ways to avoid uh, any of the violence from yep. the movies, you know? So, they, to, to for example, we open with the, the beginning scene from the first movie where they're unloading the Velociraptor And in the movie, the worker dies. He gets sucked into the crate and like gets killed.
1: Shredded apart.
0: And in this time they're recreating that, like they're fighting, they're trying to pull the guy out. But instead, this time the the dinosaur just wanted the guy's sausage and the guy didn't want to let go of the sausage. He he, literally he's holding a sausage. He's literally this is not a euphemism for the man. No, no, no. No, no, not (laughs) no no. That's that's uh, never mind. That's a different game. (laughs) Yeah. That's this ain't Jurassic World XXX. (laughs) The Dongosaurus is attacking. Oh no. Uh, yeah, so they find cutesy little ways to sort of... (laughs) Come on, guys. About this man's sausage? Yes, we were were talking about this man's sausage. Uh, yeah, so I I like the little jokey ways that they they present that information.
1: I will, I do think, like, yeah, that's fun. Like, that's sort of the brand of LEGOs sort of established by the LEGO movie as well, of, like, we're always going to have sort of a silly, age-appropriate, tongue-in-cheek way to approach this material that's still true to it, but is also irrelevant. no, not irrelevant. Irreverent. Irreverent. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I do think like this as a brand is probably one of the least fun brands. Like, I'm not uh, like or like f- it's not silly. Like, I-, I wouldn't consider like Jurassic Park like a silly brand. Like, whereas something like Star Wars, you can have like weird droids doing goofy things in the background. Yeah. Or Pirates of the Caribbean, like a bunch of sort of, you know, parrots like doing whatever wacky parrot stuff they do. Sure. Like,
0: I did That didn't, movie's mostly parrots, right? I, yeah, I think pretty, that's my understanding. Sure. Yeah, um, I remember. I
1: have, I've only seen the first one. 90% when, parrot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just assume it starts following the parrots in the, in the previous one. <laughs> mostly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It's like uh, those levels in Donkey Kong Country 2 where they go into a barrel and just turn into a bird. That's That's exactly happened. that. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, part four, Dead Man's Shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it's like here... I didn't... This game is not really that humorous. Like... Aside from those goofy gags of them sort of censoring or turning the violence on their head, like mostly characters just sort of recite dialogue from the movie because, like the clips a,
0: are just reused from the movie. That's a weird thing that this game started doing. And I don't remember if this is the first one in the franchise to start using actual clips from the movie because mm-hmm. up until around this time, it was just silent. They, they kind of did like miming or little yeah. grunts or things like that, where but you they didn't have any dialogue. And this one, it's a mix of, like, freshly recorded stuff and then actual clips of the actual actors taken from the actual movie.
1: Yeah, and, like, obviously, I don't know, like, they're just not that interesting of, they're not, like, interesting voice acting performances because they're just pulled from people doing actual performances. Yeah. um, So it's, like, it almost would be more fun if they re-recorded the dialogue with people who were clearly being much sillier about it. And well that's like so the another the big gameplay element here this is like Donkey Kong 64 is basically you just go to a sort of interactive element in the environment and they tell you what character you need to be. You just switch yeah. to a different character to interact with that.
0: that Every like, character has a different skill and it, they're all kind of tailored around their characteristics from the series, well, like so not
1: every this game has like a ludicrous amount of characters, so yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised if ludicrous was one of the he characters. He might actually based be. on yeah. how many
0: are in here. Oh, but man, why, why isn't there Lego Fast and Furious yet? <laughs> Lego be, Def I,
1: Jam Fight for New York, the ideal for <laughs> yeah. this, I'm just saying. Um, but it's like so you need to open a gate and only yeah. people with you know access can go in. So you bring in John Hammond and type in the code or whatever. Yeah. Um, and but see, the thing is weird is like you're sort of, they're not playing as one of these characters, you're playing as, like, this disembodied soul that goes from one character to another. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, you, like, heal a Triceratops um, by digging through its poop and finding a Popsicle. (laughs) Um, As you do. As you do. And then you can switch to the Triceratops. It worries me
0: that that Popsicle survived. Yeah, it's true. It's true.
1: Um, And it's like, you can switch your soul to control this Triceratops, and it's like who are we playing and you you brought up the very good theory that it's like it's like a play set like we are kids sort of controlling these to reenact scenes or
0: have the dinosaur go crazy that's it, kind of the fun like playgroundy element of these games i, I like yeah. that
1: theory a lot but then by that same logic it would be more fun if the characters were doing sort of weird goofy or if the whole thing just felt sillier like a kid was reenacting it as opposed to just using the exact dialogue from the movie.
0: Although, to be fair, something I would, like, I I don't think I actually did this, but it seems like something I would have done as a kid where, like, you use action figures and kind of make them fake lip sync along to the movie you have oh, on in the man. background. Like, that's definitely something I would have done That's that like,
1: age. you know, it's like nerd combined with boring. Like, oh, I, yeah. I would, I would marry. That's me. Very, that's my whole Yeah, that's baby. true. I, I, I would just go nerdy. I'd be like, what if Batman fought G.I. Joe? Yeah. <laughs> and, like,
0: <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, you know, and I mean, obviously the, the, the T-Rex and the Triceratops get married at the end of the movie, okay. my I mean, version. That, but, that's, how,
1: that's how all Steve's play sets ended. 90% it's, of them, yeah, yeah
0: mostly, mostly. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of things to kind of collect and undo. Like I the yeah. standard gameplay would be like it drops you in a section of the movie, uh usually split into kind of two lengthier parts mm-hmm. um with a with a save point in between. And you basically just walk around and smash shit. And the more mm-hmm. stuff you smash, the more pieces you can get to build, like, uh, a piece of a machine that'll help you get to the next. It's, it's a kind of Rube Goldberg v- sort of
1: logic. very, very low-pressure game.
0: Very. Like, there's not really things chasing you.
1: Like Yeah, I nothing
0: mean, nothing that's really good. Well, I mean, there are literally some levels where you're being chased. Yeah,
1: well, that's true. Uh, but and like, in that
0: case, you you uh, one player will drive and the other player will shoot. Okay. And you just need to kind of throw pies into the to... T-Rex's mouth. <laughs> sure, not. sure. Um,
1: But like you just yeah, like you said, you just walk around and sort of punch boxes and then a bunch of bricks will go on the ground and you just go next to them and hold the A button and they all uh, or X or I don't know. Yeah, they all turn into some ladder that you can climb up and move to the next section.
0: Yeah. And then there's Mm -hmm. some some characters can only do certain things like Dr. Grant uh, can dig because he's an archaeologist and he can assemble uh, dinosaur skeletons. Mm -hmm. And Ellie can't do that, but she can jump higher. She can water plants because she's a botanist and she dives headfirst into the poop, uh, which is a great mechanic. I love that they kept that in because Jeff Goldblum saying that's a big pile of shit was Definitely a huge laugh line when I saw that in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> my mom tried to cover my ears after, but I was already—it was too late. Yeah, was the damage had been done. That was correct. Yeah, no. I immediately started using drugs after that. Wow. Like, like, okay. The moment out of the theater, the heroin needle was in the arm. I just bought it. Yeah, yeah, I bought it right outside. They they, sell,
1: to- they sold them in the concession stands.
0: It was it a was, different time. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't so coddled, you know. <laughs> we could buy heroin at the movie theater yeah. if we wanted to, but it was way overpriced. Oh God, <laughs> and, so much, and kept- like way more than you needed. Like no. there was these
1: giant giant needles. You'd have to share with your friends, and it was just like a bummer for everyone. And it's so it was, unhealthy, too. Yeah.
0: Like, I lost a lot of weight when I uh, started cooking heroin at home. Uh, yeah. It turned out way better. Anyway. Sure. I've beaten this to death. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. and uh, you play through the story once, like, to, to kind of keep the story going, and then you unlock free play mode, mm-hmm. where you can go back with any character that you've unlocked and try and find secrets, you know, and you're not going to be able to see everything in the level in the first playthrough. You need to go through free play to get all the little different hidden things there are uh each level has 10 little boxes which you use to assemble fossils there's also a piece of amber that's going to unlock a new dinosaur for you. Okay. And uh, you can get uh, a little award for getting them a certain number of studs per level. Um, no, I get, I get call- an award
1: for getting a certain number of studs per level. You're a true
0: survivor. You bring <laughs> in so many <laughs> yeah. studs. I yeah. do. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you I, I'm, a, I'm a regular stud finder. You survived uh, the, the reign of men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that happened when the, the Weather Girls predicted it.
1: So this is a, as, as discussed, this appeared on like every platform ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk specifically about the Wii version because this is a Wii U podcast. This is, is in fact the defi- comprehensive Wii U. It's podcast. the only one. Um, and so what what we have here, like I said, all these games are co op, all these Lego games. Yeah. Um, but here, instead of doing a split screen, one player is going to be able to use the Wii U gamepad constantly and the other player will have the TV.
0: Which makes sense. I think that's yeah. that's kind of a perfect use of the, the Wii U uh, hardware. Yes. Like, that's kind of the exact way you want to play. And that we saw a little bit with James Bond as well, like, where one player's in multiplayer, one player's using the gamepad and the other's on the screen.
1: And it, it, it's odd, because that I objectively, that is better. And, yeah. like, that's definitely a plus. But a weird thing about it is... Especially if I was playing with my, you know, inept son or something like that, who I'm just, I'm just bringing up now. His name, his name is Tex. He's <laughs> Tex, got a lot of problems.
0: Tex Suskowski. Yeah. He's inept. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's That's how he's defined.
1: Yeah, Tex inept. Um, but like, <laughs> the point is, he's not very good at games. Yeah. And so in some ways, having both all the action split screen on the TV feels more cooperative. Like, you're yeah. able to see what the other person is doing. You're like, okay, let's go here. Let's do this. You can just be bossier about it. Sure. Here, it kind of feels like we're both just playing our own game that happens to be in the same world.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes you'll interact and sometimes you won't. But, yeah, you are you can wander off pretty easily. I, I originally played this on the PS4, mm-hmm. and the cool split-screen feature on that, like I, that I always thought was pretty innovative that the LEGO games did, is that uh, the split-screen doesn't appear until your characters walk far enough apart, and then uh-huh. it's not just like a bifurcated line down the middle of the screen. It, it the the line moves and shifts as your character explores the space, which sounds a little weird, but it feels much more natural when you're when you're playing co-op. It helps you kind of track your action a little better. Yeah, and you don't really get that here. Yeah. I will also say you're also you're getting some. Uh, some pretty bad graphics here. Yeah, and this is pretty a very bad this is a
1: very bad looking game for. And it's I mean, not the a we, bad looking game on PS4. This game is I can what five six years old. This game's not six that old, old. Yeah, yeah. And it looks a little. If this game was on PS2, I'd be like, yeah, this is I, I'll buy it. And look, these are not
0: graphical powerhouses. These Lego yeah. games. They're pretty rudimentary shapes and styles. But there's just
1: like a lot of jaggies, like disinjects. you said. Like when the Tyrannus, or when that triceratops is running around, each stomp you can feel that frame rate. Like, oh. Are we gonna make it well, through you, this stump
0: screen you, shake? You're just not feeling like you, you. You're not feeling the HD upscale. You no, know, not at it, all. it's not really coming across. Um, it almost looks better when you just play it on the gamepad. <laughs> uh, but you still get the jankiness. You still get the the, the frame rate drops and and the chugging. Mm, and so, like, probably not the best way to play the, this game. Well, the other thing that I we
1: we're not gonna bring it up very often, but I do think it's worth talking about because um, you brought uh, is achievements. Yeah. Um, because the Wii U didn't have achievements at a time where I feel like, and I mean, this Nintendo still doesn't have them like the switch, but I feel like achievements have been established. Like I don't care about achievements very much, but there are certain games that you really sort of get into them. Like steam games have occasionally hit it for me. Like, they're really good for like civilization when you're like, I need some incentive to like figure out a new way to play or some goal for this run. You'll be like, oh, I'll be the Byzantine Empire and cross the mountains by 1500 AD or like whatever. Yeah. Um, it just sort of gives you some direction and like you were saying that you like playing these games because they're easy platinums. They
0: are. Yeah, yeah. If if you're gonna play through these long enough, you will get a platinum eventually. Like it's it's mostly it's just gonna be about. Uh, collecting everybody beating every level and then sometimes there's some weird like you'll need to do weird matchups like uh, in the Star Wars one you get a trophy for killing Jar jar Binks. Oh, you know little, little little details like that but like to me like these games are like premier examples of something that really
1: benefit from that because like the actual ach- beating this game is really no achievement at all because no, these games no, have no level of difficulty no little challenge little but challenge. like the only thing that's here is like just collecting infinite Guga's. And, and doodads, I think if, if and, you
0: have a very long game with lots of things to collect, you want to have that achievement structure right, to kind of keep you going.
1: Yeah, because here it's like, great, I got, you know, 25,000 little single bricklets. Yeah. But, yeah. like, it doesn't matter. But once you get that little, like, gold trophy flash on there, you're like, yes, it was all worth it. I'm, I'm My life is worth living again. I did it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, you know, and then the game kind of uh, uh, opens up a little bit as you explore the hub world once you finish the story mode you can explore both islands Mm -hmm. separately and kind of take things on your own uh time and then the free play mode mixes things up a lot it's always fun to try and find all the hidden characters that you need to add to your roster and then you need to buy them with the studs you collect you could also find these red bricks that unlock cheats and that's kind of the fun part for me Mm -hmm. especially the multipliers because there's a uh, times two times four times six times eight and times ten multipliers and they stack So you can get up to uh, 3,240, I believe, is when you add them all together. Yeah, it's 3,840. Uh, So every one single stud is worth (laughs) 3,840. And so you'll walk into a level, Mm -hmm. and if you have the stud magnet, cheat turned on as well. You walk into a level, you're an instant billionaire. <laughs> you just and see
1: that number go up. it's that's, just, that's, it
0: just yeah, it starts getting out of control. That's perhaps really one
1: of the great joys of video games. It has maintained is yeah. like score is a very antiquated thing, but at some point when it gets high enough, you're just like, oh man, it's and very you're, joyful.
0: You're almost you're kind of getting into cookie clicker numbers after a while, sure. where they're just like they're so huge, they're just abstract after yeah. a certain point, and like there's there's nothing you could ever possibly spend all this money on. <laughs> But it's still kind of satisfying to be yeah. able to collect all those. And that's that's where the game opens up a little bit for me. And this game lets you control the dinosaurs, too, yeah. which is fun. That is um, fun. They, some of the hidden characters are not in the movies at all. Like Steven Spielberg is a hidden character, yep. producer Frank Marshall, and Jimmy Fallon. This is the only game I think where you can actually play as Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what other game that would be. The Late the night show sim. The, the taxi game with him yeah. and Queen Latifah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, because he appears in Jurassic World, they're parodying uh, the Universal tour, uh, which okay. he narrates as well. Yeah, and uh, so he appears in the game, uh, which is a goofy thing to do. But that's that you you find that in every one of these. There's always like some weird, uh, some weird little Easter egg that you can unlock to make okay. kind of fun. Um, yeah, so. This is one of the few Lego games that hasn't had like a sequel or a spinoff, but weirdly, uh, it has strung spun off into a TV series. Oh, okay. so like Lego Jurassic World, uh, the Legend of Isla Nublar is on its second season on Netflix right now, and it's just it's t- it's a prequel. Uh, it takes place before the events of Jurassic World, and there have been a series of standalone shorts. It's popular with little kids, uh, sure. from what I understand. Sure. You know? So kids
1: like Legos. Kids like dinosaurs. They like you. Both. you do the math.
0: Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm curious to see, you know, like, I enjoyed this game the first time I played through it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Lego game. I think this is the first kind of tentative this step. Is, this into, is,
1: I think, maybe the only Lego game I would have played, and I would also not say it's my favorite well, Lego game. I mean, <laughs> I am confident.
0: They they start branching out into more open world stuff, and with the super, we'll we'll get to Marvel Avengers, and uh, there's a Lego Batman that we're going to be playing as well. Oh, that's fun. That are open world yeah. like they they actually recreate the cities and you can fly around and explore them as superheroes and that's a little bit more fun to me uh but this one's kind of taking those steps in that direction okay. it is still weirdly like it's an open world but it's a linear one you know, yeah. it's like everything's kind of following along. There's a lot path. of
1: environments that you can go to, but like you would have to backtrack really far.
0: Yeah, that was my problem
1: with the God of War for PS4. Mm-hmm. Is it was like sort of half open world, but like they kind of wanted you to keep going back. Yeah, but then I would get super lost. Yeah. Oh, definitely. In,
0: definitely. Yeah. yeah it, it, that that was definitely a thing, and and you don't have any. Uh, sassy little head attached to your hip to yeah. tell you stories That's this, what this time game around. Needs.
1: Those Lego heads would be perfect. Where's our Lego God of War?
0: Right. <laughs> oh, my God. We have such a rich pantheon to draw from. We have yeah. Greek and Norse mythology yeah. now. I'm sure the next one's going to be Zoroastrian or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything else about Lego Jurassic World?
1: Um, I, I will also say, like, I don't think that this game... I just was a little... I don't think that this game does, like, a great job of telling a story on its own. Like, it, mm. it's kind of confusing because it just jumps from sort of one scene... To the next and it's like if you don't sort of already know these plot points from having seen the movie like it, it's
0: hard to follow I mean, Which, uh, but I'm okay with that because I kind of look at them almost like Mad Magazine parodies. You know? Yeah. They function in that same way where That's they're, they're just trying to be goofy and then you, you have to fill in the gaps. And I
1: guess it would bit. be a weird choice to be like, I've never seen Jurassic Park. This is I, the way to it. This is the way to experience
0: it. <laughs> yeah, this is it's, what Spielberg intended. Yeah.
1: Um, I will make a prediction that I believe our list will remain identical. Um, Are you thinking so? Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm curious what the game is going to be that breaks our streak, but let's let's see where we end up. Currently, our rankings are uh, uh, Shovel Knight, number one for both of us, Nintendo Land, number two for both of us, 007 Legends, number three for both of us.
1: And I'm putting you and I are both putting this at number three ahead of uh, 007 Legends.
0: Yeah, I was going to try and be controversial and mix it up, but I'm not even going to joke that this is a better game than Shovel Knight. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. Look, it's not a bad game, uh, and I think I think as we play some more Lego games, we're, we'll probably find some more that we like a little better than this one. But, but like,
1: also not uh, a good
0: game. Like, no, I think
1: that's worth that's worth articulating the difference. You say not a bad game, which I agree with. Sure. But... M- it scratches an itch. It scratches a particular itch. It's not,
0: you know, for like, this is yeah. the
1: action of you say, I want to play a video game. And the, this is like it mimics the experience of playing a video game. But you're not really you're not actively
0: repulsed by it or engaged. Sure. By it. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, I can see that. I can see that. Um, all right. Let's let's move on to letters here because we have some letters from listeners. Ooh, this week. I will, Guys, put, I will put away it. Prince
1: Valiant because we got to make. Make time for letters.
0: That's Turns out all this time Prince Valiant was a threat. Uh, yeah, that's my are promise to, to you, listeners.
1: If you don't get letters every week, you're going to have to get the <laughs> next adventure of Prince Valiant. So. <laughs> I'm going to forget what happened last time. Yeah, by I this mean, point. me too. I, I know that, no, I won't I won't get into it. We're skipping Prince Valiant. Okay, okay. all right.
0: Yeah. Uh, this first letter starts, Dear Stephen Woody. Hello, mysterious writer. First of all, writer. congratulations on your completion of all of the N64 games released in North America. Thank, Thank you. you. That was quite the undertaking, and it was massively enjoyable the entire way, especially when you discuss Bomberman 64. (laughs) Can we guess who this is? Did you see, however, that the beta of Dinosaur Planet, a late N64 game that eventually got retooled and released as Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube, was leaked, and it's mostly playable the entire way through? Mm -hmm. Any chance we'll be seeing a bonus episode anytime soon?
1: Uh, Anyway, I just we'll we'll address
0: that in a second. But anyway, I just wrote to say that after waiting through 300 plus episodes of 90s video game content, we we don't have that many episodes. We don't. There's 300 games. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's close to 300. I think it's almost 200. Yeah. Okay. That's that sounds more right. Uh, I am so excited to see that, finally, my favorite video game podcast makes the pivot to talking about Prince Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> While a natural transition to make, surprisingly few podcasts these days switch to Prince Val, and I'm so glad to finally have that rectified.
1: That's, a, that's an inevitable part of all podcasts, is it, that at some point
0: they become a Prince Valiant podcast. It will, it, yeah, give give anything enough time, a long enough timeline. Tell me, do you have a favorite story arc? Ooh. I myself am partial to the early story where he meets Sir Gawain, fights a plesiosaur, and becomes a knight of the round table. Oh, I'm excited for but that But who could as well. forget his first meeting with the love of his life, Altea, or the arc where he finally regains the singing sword after losing it for four years during the mid-1940s? What do you think of the recent seasons of <laughs> Prince Valiant? Personally, I think the people who say that it got <laughs> bad after season 10 are exaggerating. There have been some great stories in the past few years. But I know that Val has lost most of his cultural relevance these days, and most people only tune in for the Halloween specials. Oh, ain't that the truth? Can't wait <laughs> for more valiant Prince Valiant meets the content. Great Pumpkin. <laughs> <Prince>. <laughs> That's from Aaron George, a friend of the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, apparently,
1: I mean, people demand it, so. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all valiant all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh.
0: Ultra 64 goes valiant. Um I mean, my favorite arc is definitely where he travels back in time and fucks his own mother wow. and becomes his own father. Sure. Um, that's a good one.
1: I, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still, the arc is still that they were on a boat and now they're in <laughs> Scotland. This is how far I have gotten in my Prince Valley. Well, so we're through. coming
0: up on the part where he water skis over some sharks, so know, that's, which it, is the third panel of ha- the series. Happens very early. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that term got uh, kind of misunderstood. Um, as for a dinosaur plan, I don't know if we want to do a full episode because we covered this on, we did, we did a it's Patreon pre- episode where we talked about canceled games and we played yeah. star Fox adventures well, yeah, it's kind of the same game. I don't right? know. It's pretty, it pretty I think different? it's pretty different. Cause you've played um, this. I
1: played it a little bit. I got it running on my flash cart. So I don't know. I'll bring it up. Maybe we'll do it like a stream for it
0: sometime. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'd be done. with that. I mean,
1: I think we'll, we'll check it out and if it w- warrants a full episode, if we got to stop the presses, we'll, we'll make it happen.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, well thank you, Aaron. Our next letter says, Hey, Eve Gunsky? Oh, oh well, we've been well, that confused. was actually pretty good. That's not bad. Uh I've written to you guys before and you've always graciously answered my questions, but now I present to you a difficult quandary. <laughs> oh no. Is the toad that you play in Mario games always the same toad or is he a different toad servant oh. each time? I always thought the former, but playing Mario 3D World lately made me notice the toad here is blue, which challenged my assumptions on this pressing issue. Okay. My wife thinks he's the same toad who occasionally takes vacations, but I think I'm leaning towards different toads each time, especially as that's how I view like the Koopa troopas in Mario Kart or Mario Party. Thanks as always. That's from John. Thanks, John. I have a very real answer for this. Okay. I, don't know I mean, this theory. is
1: a great this is a great question, and I am I, I feel like the debate rage is
0: on, so I'm excited to hear your real answer. Okay, my real answer is is that many species of mushrooms have a hive mind, like different species of mycelium. Like if you cru- like damage one on one side of the forest, they'll like okay. d- affect a, a mushroom on the other side sure. of the forest. So I think they're all different toads, but they're all part of the same hive mind. Okay, And that's why okay. every time you see a toad, it's not lowercase t, it's a capital T, because every one oh. of them is a functionary of the hive mind. Of so toad. He is legion. Yeah, he's he's okay. uh. That's that's my real answer. Toad is legion. So you are playing the same toad in different bodies every time. That's my answer.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, well So your your answer is they are different strands of the same. Like
0: they're different it, arms of the. They're different fingers on the same hand. Yeah, okay. Kinda. Yeah. Got it. Got yeah. it. I. I like that answer. That's right. I think I think that's it. I don't know. Uh, we can we can hear from some biologists. If, if uh, my mycologists. my, my yeah. excuse me. Yeah. 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 So let me know if I'm right about that. But that's my real answer. To I mean, that I think I think that's question. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Unless next, like right?
1: toads, like their spots just change color as they age.
0: Uh, it could then... just be like they're just dying their spots yeah. or something. Midlife crisis kind <laughs> of stuff. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, there. We mates get it. Kind of like we motes. Yeah, yeah, I, I get I like it. it. I like it. Uh, Congrats on getting the Wii U show up and running. The Wii U was a console I wanted to love but never really got into, so I'm excited to play along with some highlights as you get through the catalog. In the Nintendo Land episode, you pointed out that clearly some of the games were meant for four. And I hope that post-pandemic, you might give those another shot. Yeah. Um, My Mario tag game, the Mario tag game in particular, is one that my family had a ridiculously fun afternoon playing. I can see that. Having the camera turned on for the player on the tablet made everyone in the room crack up laughing at how (laughs) hard they were focusing. Uh, On Shovel Knight, the Wii U was the system that introduced me to that game. It's such a wonderful, fun throwback to retro gaming, and the ability to play it on a tablet without a TV definitely didn't encourage me to play it at my desk when I should have been working. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, I really think that playing Shovel Knight in handheld mode is what sold me on the Switch before the Switch was even announced. Congrats again on diving into the new show. I mean, and
1: you, you know that Shovel Knight was on the 3DS, right? Like, well, yeah, yeah, it's like, on everything. It's on okay. everything. But yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: congrats again on diving into the new show, and thank you for such a fun, funny, and dare I say, informative show to listen to mm-hmm. while I'm playing games on the weekend. Cheers and that's from Troidal Power. Thank Thanks, you Troidal Troy yeah, very very uh, very great supporter of ours. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, yeah no, was, was there any question aside no, from just...
1: yes, we agree that it would be fun to revisit some of those. A uh, Nintendo Land for players. I mean, I, I think that's we the should. Dream. Yeah, we'll just take a moment when we have four people in this apartment to just appreciate humanity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. And and just, just we'll just all get next to each other and smell each other. Oh, just lick eyeballs yeah. all day. That's that's
0: mostly what I'm excited for sure. uh, about my vaccine. Uh, one last letter here it says, "Hey guys, I just wanted to give a belated congratulations on finishing the N64 catalog and switching to Wii U, like Thank the you. fire engine sound. <laughs> Wii U, Wii U. Y- yep." I discovered you guys almost a year ago while trying to make what was originally just a month-long snow day a little bit better. In the words of Stevie Wonder, mm. I love this podcast too much, maybe three much. <laughs> Yours truly Jonas, but Woody knows me as Jobless Jangler.
1: Oh yeah. So, um I yeah, I guess that's the the tie I did a couple uh random little streams of uh some random games that I wanted to play. So what's our What's our Twitch name, Steve?
0: Oh, I, it's Ultra 64 Podcast, okay. all yeah. one word. So,
1: subscribe to that if you want me to randomly come on at random intervals and play Shock Troopers or Psyops the Mind Game Conspiracy yes. or
0: Robotron. So Any that's of those. what I've streamed so far. <laughs>
1: and uh, Jobless Jangler has made it. Much more pleasant, uh, so I don't just feel like a total weirdo there with no one to talk to. 100%. So th- no, hundred percent. No, we thanks, uh, thanks, Jangle. We've
0: we've had fun. We're figuring that out, like as uh, as as men in our thirties trying to figure out how to Twitch stream. Uh, sure. But we've been having fun with uh, what we've been doing so far. Um. So definitely check that out. And thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us at Ultra Sixty Four Podcasts at Twitter and Instagram, and, and that's Twitch, also our email apparently. handle and our Twitch. Like that's kind of everywhere we are. Uh, as previously mentioned, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ultra64pod. We are currently in uh, the, our second Ultra64DD series where we're talking about the games of James Bond. Mm-hmm. We're about to launch our second episode of that. Uh, I think that would have just come out uh, or it's about to come out. I don't know. Sure, I, times we, we, Yeah, we don't we don't we don't record these in order. Yeah, yeah. So you know you'll track that one down. We're going to be uh, digging into Goldeneye again because we've got some more stuff to say about Goldeneye mm-hmm. and, and more games of that era mm-hmm. of Bond, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. Um, and so yeah, do we have anything else? I think uh, I think we're done. No, I think, think uh, I think we're done. Majestic roar, roar, roar. Oh yeah, be sure to tune in next week. The game we're playing is going to be. FIFA 13. That's oh. right. We are one of two sports games on the Wii U, and we're getting wow. out of the way early. Wow! Isn't that a nice change? That is crazy. I mean, we're going to be playing a shitload of Lego games. We're going to be playing a shitload of dancing games. Well, those but are only two a sports. There's
1: very few dancing and Lego games on the N64.
0: It's true. So. Almost none. I mean, yeah. I danced along to Blast Core, but you told me to stop doing. That. Yeah, it's so, true. Yeah, yeah. I was making everyone uncomfortable. All right, everyone. Uh, tune in next week for FIFA 13 on the Wii U. It's going to be fun. All right, bye everybody.